0: Love, talk,
1: radio. It's now time for Race Chat Live with Chris Creighton and Craig Moore.
0: All right, fans.
2: Have y'all here this evening? We're still getting the echo.
0: Oh yeah, amazing.
2: y'all here this evening. A little bit late to the show, but just glad to be here. Oh man, we got a lot to cover. Taz Taylor here. Uh, Craig Moore may be joining us, may not. I did uh, put a request in to maybe bring Jared on a little bit early, uh, if he gets that message. So uh, yeah, let's get the show started, man. It's Race Chat Live. How the hell are you, Taz Taylor? And it has been a lot of racing since the last time I talked to you, bud.
3: Oh, yeah. A lot of racing. I mean, Pocono, what, did four races in two days, and we had SRX of Dora putting on a freaking show? Can't ask for better.
2: And i tell you what, uh, no doubt, the SRX series, we had two cuff races. We had uh, a truck series race. We had a Xfinity Series race, and my, may I mind you, that was at Pocono, where it normally rains, and it's normally, I, I don't see how they got away with it, NASCAR thought a lucky one this week. Plus, our weekly racing uh, shows, I, I know you, were, you spent the weekend at the racetrack, I spent uh, Saturday at the racetrack as well.
3: Yeah, I spent Friday night and basically half of my day Saturday at the racetrack, so, uh, Unfortunately, I didn't really get to watch much racing, especially NASCAR. I didn't get to really watch any of that because I was trying to catch up on SRX on Sunday after working most of the day. So um, and from what I looked at in terms of results, Pocono did what we expected where there were times where some of the underdogs we normally don't see up front were running up front at times and almost played Spoiler.
2: Yes, it was. Um, I I thought the Xfinity race was probably one of the best races of the weekend. Not sure about you. Uh, I'm getting caught up here with the – so we're running a Facebook Live. Can you believe that? Taz Taylor, we're running a Facebook Live.
3: We're going to see how this thing works. I see that.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I I don't have the proper studio – uh for the uh for the Facebook live, so what I've done i've been pretty creative but uh at least you'll get to hear our voices and uh maybe expand out to a few uh few listeners' cause we've got an exciting guest coming on this evening right i mean uh Tanner warner you said is a sticker two sportsman modified driver is that am i correct there is that what he's racing now you
3: are you are correct sir
2: awesome awesome so. Well, we're trying to get this figured out here, but uh, but Tap without a doubt, this weekend, another Echo. We're not getting it oh, Okay, uh, without a doubt, uh, this this weekend had a, a lot of racing. We're in the prime season. I wasn't disappointed in, in either race. Oh my gosh, Kyle Larson! Wow, what a heartbreak there. What are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, I heard about that, and I was like, that's a heartbreak. But at the same time. We all knew a hot streak has to come to an end. I mean, you can't keep on riding the Larson train, and you can only be hot for so long. It was just a matter of time of when it was going to be snapped. Yeah, it snapped in probably one of the worst ways possible, but it it had to come to an end eventually. And Alex Bowman, right place, right time to capitalize. Right.
2: So uh, without having to really go into detail, uh, I made a major mistake this this past weekend. I uh, counted my chickens before they hatched. Now everybody knows, Tad Taylor. Everybody knows you don't pour the water cooler on the coach until the until the win, right? We've seen so many times uh, pre celebration or something, and uh, yeah, something go wrong. Well, this past weekend on Saturday, with about a lap and a half to go, I posted to our group thread. Uh, which is private. I said, uh, I said, Well, here he is, he won. Congratulations. That Taylor It was a minute after that. Kyle Larson blows the right tire, hits the wall. I am going hysterical. I'm going chaotic. What 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 did you think when you seen that tire go out? As you said, you you perfectly said all streets had to come to an end. That was like Dale Earnhardtish. What do you think?
3: Um, kind of in a way, but um, you can you can kind of go with you can kind of go with that, but at the same time, hey, all streets got to come to an end at some point, and Larson's was due. I mean, it, yeah, it was great seeing Larson win, win, win. But at the same time, it was kind of getting boring, boring, boring. And when he did that, I'm sure fans, um, especially diehard Kyle Larson fans, probably got a big heartbreak. But at the same time, the other fans were like, thank God we have a break. It's not the yeah, same I story. Mean,
0: though.
2: Alex Bowman catching a lucky break there. Wow. I mean, it was him where one man's one man's bad luck is another man's good luck, and uh Alex Bowman, three wins on the season and i when are we gonna admit Alex Bowman
3: is no fluke? I never thought he was a fluke, I think his um I believe his first win um basically kind of said, Hey, I'm here.' And then the second one was kind of pretty much a statement saying I belong here. And this year is kind of the bigger statement saying I belong here. I've proven my point. I'm proving all my daughters that I need to be here and this is where I belong. I am right where I need to be. This is the perfect spot in my career to shine and keep growing my name and my career as as a big name driver and a name that I should be that should be talked about for front runners and championships.
2: Yeah, he should be he should be talked about in this year's championship. Uh, one win is a fluke. Three wins, we've got something going here. And Alex Bowman has something going. Hendrick is knocking on all cylinders and that's without a doubt. They were dominant once again this weekend. But it was nice to see the Fords finally get a little bit quicker in race number two. Of course, uh, it was a fuel mileage race. Race number two was not a disappointment, as Taylor, by any means. A good old-fashioned fuel mileage race played in the key. What did you think about race number two?
3: Yeah, fuel mileage was odd. And this is where we had – this is where the top 20 invert really paid dividends here. Um. Obviously, we were seeing guys like I think Bubba Wallace at one point was running up there in this one. Um, And you've got to give credit to some of these drivers that took advantage of running as well as they did. And, yeah, you look at stage one, you have have guys like Al Bubba Wallace, Michael McDowell, Stenhouse, Tyler Reddick, our man, Amigo, Daniel Suarez, that's in stage one. I mean, look at those names. In stage two, you have Christopher Bell, who came out of nowhere, which I mean, there's times where he runs up front, but he's like the quiet guy, I guess you can say. And Almarola again, Castine in there. I mean, race two had a lot of, not only uh, fuel mileage kind of thing, and the fuel strategy, but there was a lot of watery mix-up, I guess you can say. It it was great.
2: Yeah, it really was. And uh, I, I got just as much enjoyment out of uh, race number two. It, it was really, you know, race number one had a little bit of excitement. And race number two mm-hmm. was fuel mileage race because lack of uh, action going on around the speedway. Um, if Brett Keslowski had a couple of more uh, laps, uh, I think uh, he would have been the eventual winner. But how about the fuel strategy that Toyota pulled out that, you know, Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch's team pulled out to uh, uh, to be able to accomplish that, man. I mean, you know, wins are hard to get. It's hard to believe that, uh, you know, Kyle Busch is in the situation that he's in now because, I mean, so many times he's had multiple wins already but uh it's going to be hard to get multiple wins before uh the end of uh before the beginning of the chase.
3: Well, when you think when you think of fuel when you think of fuel mileage, you are thinking like what manufacturers kind of play what kind of manufacturers and teams succeed in that? And some people will think, well, Hendrick and Chevy, well, not necessarily because this is where people sometimes underestimate Penske in a way, and when it comes to field mileage, Penske and Ford have that, we're playing chess, or we're now playing chess in the Checkers game. We're going to outsmart you all, and this is where the Ford started shining, especially Penske. I mean, all three cars finished in the top ten. Unfortunately for Dibby, he didn't, he, made, he was top 20. He was up there at one point, but um, I mean, Harvick ran top five and I'm, we're still waiting for the rest of the Fords and that team to pull a little bit more of their way. I know Elmer Rolla had a better showing in race two, but, um, yeah, Toyota and Ford with Gibbs and Penske, they'll, they'll show up and play chess in the checkers game when it comes to fuel mileage.
2: Our production manager, Ms. Lee Reed, uh, reminded us that Kyle Bush proved why he deserves to respect deserves the respect as a driver, even if you don't like him. Without a doubt, I heard cheers in those Taylor. I, I heard people cheering uh, for uh, for Kyle Busch. Um, it, are we are we at that point in his career where a lot of his boos will now become cheers?
3: I believe so, I think people are now I think people are now seeing a side of Kyle Busch that we haven't really seen before um, I mean, yeah, we've seen the racer Kyle Busch, and now he's and now that he's kind of i guess you could say he's kind of hit the peak of his career, but yeah he's still has a long way to go Because um, obviously he's not done, he's still got a lot in the tank. Um, giving John Hunter Nemechek, a young talent, a chance to drive really good equipment. And now um, kind of showing, kind of teaching uh, his son Brexton how to race and pushing him and teaching him the ways of how to race and do things and whatever. And kind of in a post-race interview he had when he won. Not this past weekend but before, um, explaining or saying out loud a personal story, an emotional story too, as a matter of fact, that we're all we're seeing a different side of Kyle that we haven't seen, I don't think ever, unless you really are like a diehard fan of him, where you are like knowing what's going on with him almost on a daily basis. I
2: I see a new Kyle bush i see Kyle bush in let me how do i phrase it i i have witnessed a Kyle bush in the garage, but I don't think his name is Kyle bush he drives for uh he drives for uh joe Gibbs racing as a matter of fact his last name is Gibbs Kyle gibbs is is the is this is this Kyle's replacement does Kyle need to be worried? Because I tell you what <laughs> that darn old Ty Gibbs, he's earning some mad respect and doing a lot of things real fast. Cass, could we be seeing Kyle Bush's uh replacement here? Should should Kyle Bush be worried? Or is Ty coming almost at the right point of Kyle Bush's career? Because the future in NASCAR is the next generation.
3: I don't see Ty Gibbs being Kyle Busch's replacement. In my honest opinion, I think Ty Gibbs could replace either A, Martin Trix Jr. because of his age. I don't know how much uh, gas in the tank Trix has left. B, does he replace Denny Hamlin and Hamlin just plays sole car owner? Um, That's where the question mark's going to be. I don't think... Kyle Busch will be replaced by Ty Gibbs. I think with Ty, Ty sh- is shining at the right time, and I believe we'll see him in a full-time ride once he's – I think he's got to be of age first. I might be wrong on that one. Um, but I, I think Ty Gibbs is shining at the right time, proving he needs to be there and he's ready to go when the call is made. I be, I think he needs to be full-time Xfinity for at least two seasons before he gets into a cup ride. And like I said, it's either going to be Truex or Hamlin. And Truex is it's either going to be Truex's time to go when Truex is, it's a career or it's going to be Hamlin stepping away from driver and becoming car owner and in comes Ty Gibbs.
2: Yeah, and, you know, not to say that Chase Elliott was the replacement of Jeff Gordon, and not that Alex Bowman is really the replacement of Dale Jr., but more or less, you know, these guys are coming along. He is the next pair to the to this uh, organization, to this franchise. Uh, Ty Gibbs is a multi-generational talent. Are we are we there yet? Do, can we? When do we start admitting that we're amazed that this young little rich kid who's, you know, uh, as Kevin Harvick would have called the Dillon boys, fed with a golden spoon, coming out here whooping ass? I mean, we can say, oh, well, he's got a gift card, best equipment around. But in reality, Tess Taylor, there's 18 other guys driving for this organization. Ty Gibbs is the one turning my head. Not really anybody else. I mean, John Hunter, come on, man. <laughs> I think if John
3: Hunter plays if John Hunter plays his cards right with Toyota and Kyle Busch, um, he's he's going to get back in the Cup Series and with competitive equipment. He did what he could last year given the opportunity and equipment he had. But if John Hunter wants to go long term, he's going to have to go to Toyota and Kyle Bush route. I believe this year, this year was him stepping down to trucks, which a lot of us were shocked for to start with. But at the same time, we know John Hunter's got the talent. We just need the equipment for him. And Kyle Bush opened the door and said, hey, we want you. Here you go. And I believe Ty Gibbs and John Hunter, if both of them play their cards right, as young as they are, I believe they could be the next two bright stars out of the Gibbs. Uh, Steeble. Yeah, definitely,
2: definitely. It, it took a few years to see Kyle Larson peak. It's going to be a few years down the road. I mean, it took Joey Logano eight years to peak. Uh, we're just now finding out about Ty Gibbs' name. And, and you know what? To be honest with you, Kyle Busch has been around a lot longer than most people realize. Uh, he, I think, 2004 was his Cup debut. Uh, you know, Jimmy Johnson's Cup debut was 2002. So you you kind of uh, you kind of see how those how those two careers that you know Jimmy Johnson was a little bit older than Kyle Busch of course uh, Kyle Busch was uh, as young as you could be I believe at the time but so is Ty Gibbs Ty Gibbs was just a, a young fella on his way uh, to a very big racing career um, are we going to label Ty Gibbs like we labeled the Austin the the Dillon brothers
0: I mean, is it
2: comparable?
3: Uh, I don't know. It's hard to tell at this point. You can kind of say yes, but at the same time, you can kind of say no. I think Ty Gibbs has a little bit more talent than the Dillon brothers do. And not to say that he's it, horrible, Austin is Austin's good, but he needs somebody to give him a competitive drive. Hi Dylan to deep kids. Hi just have
2: some talent. Yeah, that that's definitely uh, making me realize that uh sometimes rich kids have talent too. <laughs> that we'll 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 move on from that. Um Brad Klowski, it's it, it's a done deal. I mentioned this. I did a little rant earlier. I'm going to keep it short and simple here, but I do want your feedback, and I believe we got Jared Hudson. Jared, is that you? Yes, sir. Glad to have you on. Uh, obviously, I, I, we're bringing you into the mix here. We're missing Craig Moore tonight, uh, but uh, I thank you for that last-minute call to, to be able to come in and uh, join us for our NASCAR discussion.
0: That's, that's uh,
2: cool. Uh, Brad Keselowski going to Roush Fenway Racing. It seems like we finally had the cousin Carl replacement. Uh, Roush Fenway Racing has uh, gone through some rebuilding years. I guess we could say we went through a whole Ricky Spin House uh, affair. <coughs> I would really put it that. He's been with Roush Newman for a couple of years already. Chris Buescher, uh, a former Roush Fenway uh, Xfinity uh, champion, I think three-time champion. UC to J uh, T G racing for several years uh and then his way back over to uh to Racing. With Brad Keslowski coming back coming over to Raspberry Racing, are we expecting immediate results similar to what we've seen uh with uh with the sport deals or, or is this gonna be a work in progress?
4: Well, I didn't even – I hadn't even heard about Brad Kieloski moving over. But I think he's such a good driver that he'll he will make he'll, – he'll do good. I'm a big Ryan Newman fan, so I hope Ryan Newman does really good too. But I think Brad and Ryan Newman will make great teammates.
3: I think Brad's going to be a good teammate no matter where he goes. He's just got the- – <coughs> He's got the mentality, um got the mentality, has the experience. He's been um through a, he's been through a lot in his racing career. I mean, at one point he was racing for an underfunded team and Dale Jr.'s like, Hey, you've got talent. I'll give you your big break and since then BK has made a name for himself.
4: Yeah, Brad Keselowski won a lot of races, and I really like him. One of the things I like is he's patriotic, and I love the thing he does. I think he still does it on his Facebook page. He goes live on race day, and before the race, he'll go out and surprise fans. And I watched it one day when he was live on his Facebook, and he went and found some Brad Keselowski fans in a camper RV out there to the racetrack, whatever track it was and he had them a die-cast Brad Keselowski car that he pulled out of the box and autographed it and just walked around until he found these people and said, hey, you know, and they were shocked to see him, and he just hung out with them like he was one of the guys.
0: <clears throat> yeah,
2: Keselowski's got a lot of character. That gets into my rant that I had earlier, uh, Taz and Garrett, about how uh, this this was a good move by Ford, whether or not it was S.O. Ford or it was executives that said, look, you know we need to keep our guy. I mean, Cousin Carl was the last Ford driver that Ford really got behind. Of course, Ford got behind the organization with Stuart Haas as well, right? I mean, what what they lured Tony Stewart out of Chevrolet into the Ford camp. So we know that they right. they they've done well at, uh, at at scouting. Of course, Penske Penske went from Dodges back to Ford. But the one thing about Roush Fenway Racing is they've always been Ford, and they haven't had a driver to represent the Ford emblem as well since, with, since Carl Edwards moved over to Joe Gibbs Racing. And we know what happened with Joe Gibbs with Carl Edwards. Carl was treated with the best of everything. He was well-loved within the Roush Fenway organization. He was good friends with Jack Roush. He got over to Joe Gibbs <coughs> and realized he was just a number on the wall. And, that, and that, that had to have psychologically affected uh, Carl Edwards, uh, as we still speculate why he walked away from racing. But my point is, Ford knew that Brad Keselowski has represented the, the Ford brand very well over these years. He's only got one win that was in the So many times over the years, we've watched Ford development drivers wind up in a Chevy equipment. Well, this time we had a Chevy Development driver that wound up in Ford equipment. Ford did the right thing. They stepped in. I believe, speculating, <laughs> stepped in, we did for Brad Keselowski with Roush Fenway Racing. Do, do you guys? Either of you guys want to argue that, or do I want to add to it? Pass. Uh <clears throat> Jared,
0: Jared, go ahead. You're in there.
4: Well, uh, I I like Ford and Chevy, so. Oh. I'd rather see Brad either or than Toyota any day, so uh, I'm cool with whatever. And he's been a, he's been a Ford driver for a long time, so I, I think Ford and Brad Keselowski is a good fit.
3: <clears throat> yeah, BK BK's been treated well at Ford, I believe. Um, Miss says cousin Carl got. I don't know, P-Wed into retiring, LOL. i like, Cousin Carl got pushed to retirement, and I don't think that was, uh, I don't think that was his own decision, but I think Ford and BK is a wonderful fit. Um, I mean, BK and Chevy were a great fit, too, up until Ford and Penske were like, we got the doors open for you. Um, So,
4: <clears throat> well, with Carl Edwards, uh, I thought he retired way too early. I thought that was way too early, and and the only thing I could come up with when he retired, I never heard why or what his reasoning was. The only thing I could think of was he almost won the championship with. I don't know go. I, he almost won the championship with uh, against Tony Stewart that year and then he lost it, and then he figured, he said, well, you know, I was that close again, still can't get it done. I just need to go ahead and retire.
2: Yeah, we we could speculate all night long on the reason why Cousin Carl retired. My, my point is, Brad uh, Keselowski, a Ford guy, took advantage of the fact that Ford needed a driver to represent the brand, and they and, and he's going to... He's gonna be a, 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 a truck owner, a car owner. A car, you know, he was a former truck owner. He's gonna be a car owner now. at, at one of the biggest organizations uh, in NASCAR. One of the winningest <coughs> organizations in NASCAR. Jared, make sure when you clear your throat, man, you, you you put your mute button up, uh, on, okay, buddy. We're getting some background noise okay. as well. Hopefully, hopefully, I've taken care of that. Let's um, get uh, there. There we go. Okay. Um. So I don't know how the Facebook Live video is going. We haven't really seen much feedback on that. Uh, uh, yeah, this Lee says the wife made him do it. Uh, we, we've speculated that as well so many times. Um, we are getting close to that, uh, that that minute where we our guests should call in here in just a few minutes. Uh, is there any other big news? Todd Gordon announced today, uh, crew chief former crew chief for uh, Joey Logano, the crew chief for uh, Ryan Blaney, announced that he will be uh, stepping away from his duties at, uh, uh, duties at Penske Racing. Is this a preemptive move? Is this uh, maybe somebody that Roush Fenway-Keslowski Racing do you think they cherry picked Todd Gordon to come over to that organization, or is this, or is this just uh, uh, kind of bad timing for the team?
3: It's hard to tell. Um, depends on where he himself wants to go. I think if Brad wants to, knowing Brad how smart and strategic he is, I think he'll try to convince Ross <laughs> – to kind of combine their forces and grab him. Um, And I don't – I mean, we could see him pair with Keselowski, but at the same time, um, we could see him pair up with maybe a different driver. Not sure. It's hard to tell.
2: But Todd Gordon leaving a big position there at Penske Racing. Um, being you know, I mean, he's been a very successful crew chief, I think altogether. Twenty twenty four wins or something like that, uh, between Ryan Blaney. Of course only two wins with R Ryan Blaney, most of his wins with Joey Logano, but uh even still a successful career. I think I, I think that the heads are gonna turn at uh way Keslowski racing. And uh when you got somebody who's coming in taking forty nine percent of ownership of the company. More than likely, some people at the top are not going to be there at the end of this year. Uh, Todd Gordon would be a great—he would be a great fit for the a role similar to what Chad Knauss played over at Hendrick Motorsports. So it would be exciting uh, to see how that how that plays out there. Yeah. So, and another thing that's been really cool is to like listen to some of the crew chiefs and the uh, door bumper clear, uh, the uh, the spotters and stuff. Like, I, I really, it's crazy to know now that these spotters and all have such personalities on them when, you know, you just expect some guy up on the top of the, uh, the, top um, of the, the spotter stand. You know, these guys have true personalities. And stuff. Door bumper clear to has become, has become one of my favorite uh, podcasts uh, to listen to. Um, Waiting on our guest, Rocky Warner's uh, son, Tanner Warner. He should be coming on here pretty soon. Uh, we want to thank our sponsors, of course. Uh, you can listen to us right now on Facebook Live. We're, we're, we're trying out the airwaves on Facebook Live. If you're there listening to us, I give us a shout out. Share the link for us. Um, you can find us on, uh, where do I start, iHeartRadio, Tumblr, I believe. Uh, I'm not sure what Tumblr is. Uh, are we on Tinder, Miss Lee? We're not on Tinder. Okay? I hope not.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I, I hope not.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm I, I uh, on <laughs> I don't know, Spotify. or are on We're on iTunes. Uh, we're on Blogspot Radio Network. We are on a lot of different programs. Uh, or shared it, as a matter of fact, the list. A couple of weekends. Uh, we got some big shows coming up. Uh, I want to tell y'all about it real quick. Uh, Why Not Motorsports Park this weekend is giving out uh, two provisionals uh, for the biggest street stock race of the year.
5: Uh,
2: Southern Street Stock National. It used to be street stock series. It's going to be a Why Not Motorsports Park this weekend for $1,000 to win. And if you win this race, you get an automatic bid into the Southern Street Stock Nationals coming up August 11th through the 14th. Also, the Factory Stock Pure Street Challenge uh, will be having a provisional given out as well. Uh, so if you want a guaranteed spot, into do the biggest street stock car race of the year outside of the 8500, the biggest stock car dirt track race of the year. Uh, that you are in, <laughs> in full attire race card and all at wyatt Motorsports Park uh, this coming weekend. $750 to win for the factory stock race, but uh, man, I mean, the price that, it, that, that you win by winning a provisional, automatic starting spot into a race where there's going to be 250 or more cars that you're going to have to race <laughs> your way into, oh man, that, that <laughs> is priceless, as they would say. Uh, in those uh, visa commercials. So, Taz, Taylor is back. We are waiting on our guests to call in. Uh, So, we'll take this time to talk a little bit about the SRX series. Uh, We'll come back and talk about any NASCAR subjects and stuff if we get ready for, I believe, uh, uh, Road America? Where are we racing this weekend, Taz?
3: Um, For the Cup Series, it's Road America. I'm not sure about Xfinity and trucks at the moment. (laughs) They do it mid-Ohio. Another road course.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, Well, you know, hey. It's
4: been pretty cool. They got a a double header on NBC, the IndyCar and then the uh, NASCAR.
2: Finally, you know. I was very upset at the beginning of the year because we couldn't watch the IndyCar race. It was being played at the same time as the Cup race. I can see where Fox probably wasn't working too well with that. Uh, But now that they're both on the same network, I love the doubleheader idea. Uh, I do watch Formula One in the morning times. If it comes on on way too early, I record it and watch it when I get up. Uh, so having three races on a Sunday is uh, the coolest thing in the world. So uh, definitely enjoy that.
3: What's our experience?
2: Ooh, where's that background noise? Make sure, make sure you're on mute if you're jumping out of cars going down the interstate. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you.
2: Oh. Uh, so, <laughs> We're gonna get hey, it's a learning process. We've all been there. I promise you, I still learn something new every day. Remember we started the show with the with the uh with the, the infamous echo. <laughs> so if you think about now we figure out why that echo happened. But anyway S R X series, Tony Stewart, two weekends in a row. Boo Boo Hey, but the funny to part was Nobody wanted to see Tony Stewart start a series. All right, get paid hundred million dollars to start the series. Go build a bunch of race cars for Tony Stewart to win every damn race that he's in. Okay, right? We we are watching to see Marco Andretti, Helio Castroneves, uh, that that Haley Deegan girl. we we're, 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 we're tuned in for them kinda of like, hey, I'm gonna create a series, I'm gonna cash a check. I'm gonna shake my own hand at the uh at the points uh award. And uh yeah, so uh but I I think Taz Taylor, I think you see it different
3: Well I I was hoping somebody would spin Stewart and they did a couple of times but uh they didn't do it for the win. And props to Cody Swanson. He gave a heck of a run for Stewart. And let me tell you, overall, the SRX race of the year so far has been in Eldora. I mean, kind of a one-lane track. I mean, Doug Kobe kind of made it two lanes, but that's because he knows the track. But with the with Knoxville being at more, more – Yes, yeah, a little bit of banking, but it's more of a flat track. And for cars like that on a flat track, it's going to be more of a one-groove kind of place. Eldora, as banked as that is, no matter where you are on the track, it's going to be multiple-groove racing. Oh, boy, did that deliver. Wow. And I hope they go back to Eldora again. I don't care if Stuart's in the car or not. I mean they put on a show.
2: Does this prove that lower horsepower gives better racing? Everybody always kicks that idea. Lower horsepower does not bring better racing. But these these cars I've seen hatchback Mustangs with more horsepower than what these SRX cars have. I tell you what, it's been a lot of passing, a lot of bumping and banging. Is it because the horsepower's
3: a limited rate? Come on, guys. And this is the one this is the one reason why the S R X has been shining so far and it's because you have local guys that are now stepping up to race against their heroes and guys that they've looked up to and try to one day maybe race. And the other part of it too is that they is that you have a certain superstar ringer. So not only are you trying to accustom to the local guy, you're now trying to accustom to the second guy with a different track. So each week you're running against one or two new drivers at a new track. So not only are you trying to adapt to everyone's driving style each and every week, you're now trying to adapt to the track conditions and whatnot. Regardless if you've raced on that track multiple times or however many times you have or not. And this is where the SRX has been absolutely amazing. And you can't go wrong with it at all. I love the fact that you have 10 full-time drivers and you have two ringer cars and those ringers is going to be a different driver pretty much every week. And I think this is where SRX can excel more better than IROC, but Well, with SRX, I was reading an article. They were saying with SRX they would like to see the series maybe expand their schedule and maybe expand the number of cars they had. But I'm going to put this out there before uh, somebody else does. If they were to expand one or the other, or maybe both, the field of cars they should expand from 12 to at, at very most 16. That way they can do like two heat races that they can do with eight cars each. Um, and then for the,
0: uh,
3: for the, in terms of races, I wouldn't do any more than ten.
2: I like the idea, but it's almost like... This is the NCAA college football mess all over again. Once you start expanding the cars, once you start expanding the races, then you're kind of competing with, you're, you're going outside of what it was that we were originally trying to accomplish here. We were trying to put a few good cars and a few good racers on the track at the same time and make a show out of it. It you know, is this a show or is it a series? Is it a competitive professional series or is this entertainment? And that's where the line's got to be drawn because I think a few of those drivers think this is entertainment. By the way, that I've seen, and it, I don't know. I, don't, I I can't get a grip on Paul Tracy. I told y'all at the beginning of the year the guy to watch would be Paul Tracy. <laughs>
3: am, I, am I not dead on with that? That guy
0: yes.
2: put on he-
3: the show. I, I was kind of iffy about him at first, and then when he took out Labonte, I he left a poor taste in my mouth. He left a horrible taste in my mouth because <laughs> my fa- my favorite for the series is Tony Kanon because he's got the forty eight and he shares an IndyCar car ride with Jimmy Johnson. But when he but when he's not racing, who do I, who can I really root for other than obviously my pick? And for a favorite driver, I go with Bobby Labonte. I liked how consistent he was with NASCAR. I, um, he, was, he wasn't he was a bad driver. He was one of those quiet ones that would kind of sit back, but if he needed to make his presence known, he would. And, boy, when Tracy took him out, whoo, out. Well, we definitely had
2: our villain in the sport. Uh, Jared, did you happen to catch the
4: SRX series? Actually, I did not. Uh, Okay, what network, what channel does it come on?
3: CBS at 8
4: p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. Okay, CBS, okay. Because I've got to keep up with that schedule so I can watch it because I was a huge fan of the IROC series, watching Mark Martin, Dale Earnhardt, Senior, all these, like Allen Junior, all these guys. That was really cool watching the iRoc series.
3: Well, you're in luck you. there because I'm gonna say this right now. If you go on YouTube and go to the official SRX YouTube channel, they have full race replays from really? all
0: three
2: races they've had so far.
3: Yes. on YouTube,
2: and it comes up. I mean, almost directly at the end of the race on YouTube, they post. They, that's and That's all. Awesome. Not fast, Like, I mean, for real. When you miss the race. And so your DVR didn't record it because it went over or whatever. You had Like this weekend, we had the Mississippi pageant that just on top of that on TV. So I had to go and actually watch the the rest of the race on YouTube. But I was so grateful that they, I already had the race out there on the SRS series YouTube page. Wow. Well,
4: i tell you what, Tony Cannon, I love all the drivers in it. Tony Cannon is my favorite IndyCar driver of all time. I love Tony Cannon. I think he I think he's another one of those that retired too early. I like Paul Tracy, Bob of the Bonnie, huge Bob of the Bonnie fan, so I think it's pretty good. Bill Elliott. Who's ready
2: to go, ready to go see the movie about Tony Cannon at the movie theaters with Ben Diesel playing his part? I mean, is that not a
0: perfect fit? <laughs> I hadn't even heard about it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, we're we're we're, we're, we're hypothetically speaking, because if, if anybody were to put Tony Canaan in the life of Tony Canaan or Tony Canaan the biography, it would have to be Vin Diesel, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Real will fast, fast nine
2: there, but... Who's going to see it? I mean, uh, I, know I went to the movie theater and seen every other one, so I might as well go see this one as well. Who's going to see the new, uh, the the new Fast and Furious movie?
4: I think I'm going to see it. I, I like all of them. I mean, even though, even though these movies are so unrealistic. Like when they first started out, they were fairly realistic. But then when you start seeing, I think it was five or whichever, when you see Vin Diesel drive underneath a tanker car exploding rolling down the road yeah that's not that's not believable <laughs> that's hollywood for you yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah so i i don't know i, I swore after eight i wasn't going go to go into C anymore uh but they waited about two and a half years maybe even three years since the last movie now now i'm ready they got john cena coming in
4: yes i love john cena
2: let me say about john saying let's go back to what I asked about the s r x theory is this a, is this a is this real racing or is already shit fed on the uh on the uh, uh on the facebook live here is it w w e what what where is this Where does this theory stand, and what is the future of it that's because i know I know we want to be die hard with it, but that's not what racing needs right now. Racing has plenty of hard racing. Racing needs entertainment.
3: Are they going to be able to on so or a, what? I think it's a mixture of both. You have the entertainment aspect of it, um, which is why we have the, the fun flag in the halfway, pretty much the halfway point of both the heat races and the feature event. Um, but at the same time, I believe that you know these guys are actually being serious and competitive about this, with how the tempers get flared and stuff like that. So it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of both. And I mean, we're watching the guys up that either we have never heard of before, or maybe today's stars mix up with guys that um, guys that we watched back in like the two thousand. Thousands and they're pretty much either now hung up their career or pretty much at the end of their career. So uh, it's a little bit of a, it's a little bit of both, in my in my honest opinion, anyways.
4: Yeah. Uh, I I hadn't seen it, so I can't really say either or. But I think it's they meant for it to be a serious. Series not to be taken as some childish drama or whatever, you know. Um, I think they put a lot of money into it for, you know. They're not going to invest that kind of money into it just to be strictly entertainment because these guys obviously are super, super taking it serious so they wouldn't have come out of retirement to race this like Bill Elliott and, you know, whatnot. <clears throat>
3: And a good point to what Miss Lee said. The series, um, the SRX itself, is trying to promote local racing and local short tracks, and I think that's part of their point, which I agree to an extent. I Means that why are they? There would be no sense of them going to some of these short tracks and bringing in uh, local stars, if like Stafford, for instance. I mean, that's not a there's a lot of history behind it, but it's not like a big well known track as compared to like Eldora or i r p for instance I mean you when you bring in a local driver, it's like let's see what these local drivers got to the superstars of today and yesterday. See what they got and look at the look at where um I think Bobby Santos is one of them, and we're gonna be seeing him this week. Look at where Doug Kobe is now. He won the first ever SRX uh, series race, and he's the first local ringer to do it. And he now has a shot of racing with GMS in a truck race in Bristol this spring. So you're saying we should take this serious? You can in the way. uh,
0: That
2: that seems to be... uh... The evening, I was expecting more of a playful series. Uh, I think that uh, we need entertainment in racing, and we get the I mean, seriousness of all the others. But Mikey Watcher always brings a great attitude to everything he does, and uh, you know it's no doubt that uh, <clears throat> they did play into a little bit of the uh, little bit of the beating back. But guys, we don't have it. three races left in the season for the wow. series. So- I'd yeah, for it's, sure. a race, it's a six race event, so um, what we've seen already, the product definitely uh, meets the standard. Uh, ha- has anybody gotten any ratings uh, since the first week? I would have to look. Uh,
3: I haven't seen anything yet, as far as I know of. But as soon as I find them, I can let I can you know send that through the feed.
2: Yeah, Miss Lisa, so we are, are they? Getting, so she's right too. We are getting entertained uh, with uh, with the racing uh, going on. Uh, so we're going to an asphalt track, IRP. There's both sides of racing that uh, that that have raced at IRP. When I say both sides, I mean Indy Car and Cup drivers. Uh, uh is there going to be a certain driver to stand out here? What what what, what are we getting ourselves into going to RRP?
4: Uh, He's looking for, ex- like, short track experience, Bob and the Bonnie. That's your man.
3: I have to agree with you there, but I think some of the drivers we're going to be looking at, um, if we look at the entry list for this weekend, obviously uh, your tent drivers. Uh, Tony Kanaan is in, um, but your local guy, Bobby Santos, he has a lot of success at that track. Scott Speed is now going to be the Superstar Ringer for a second week in a row. Um, I follow it with a new car. He throws up there. Unfortunately, he wrecked. at where with like five laps to go, but... Um, Bobby Labonte could be up there. Bill Elliott could be up there. I don't want to say his name, but he could be up there, too. Chris, I think you know where I'm going with this. Um, Michael Waltrip, if he gets luck on his way, he can be up there. Marco's the same way. Ernie Francis, as young as he is, and then as well as he's done so far, he can be up there. I don't – I'm not sure about – P.T., Willie um, T., and I'm, I don't know about Scott
2: Speed. Yeah, Scott Speed is a real question mark, but I don't understand why we would question him. The guy's got uh, a lot of experience in all kinds of race cars. Uh, one of the most talented versatile racers ever. I, I don't think that we got to see uh, Scott Speed at true form in the Cup series. It, it just takes so long to get these guys up to speed. Um, but, uh,
4: you know, I
2: I I don't
4: want to count him out. I really don't. Well, you mentioned yeah. you mentioned Michael Waltrip. That's a that's a really good pick. So, how big is this track? Yeah, uh, I,
3: think
4: uh, I think it's about a mile half a mile. Maybe. Mile and a half. That's cool. Well, I think I think your your bigger tracks, Michael Waltrip's going to excel at because I saw how good he could oh, do at Talladega.
3: It's a little bit bigger than a half mile.
4: Okay, that's
0: cool. A little bit Okay. I
3: But, um, I'm going to lay the ball down, cause I have first pick being that Every pick I've gotten just hasn't had the finish to help me out here. You're doing the first two heat races, and then the feature is, like, forget it. Um, I have a... I have a couple of mine. Look, I can probably. Some will say I can go. I should go the easy route, go with Tony Stewart, but I'm not gonna. Um, I'm looking at guys that I've mentioned earlier: Marco, Ernie Francis. Um, I could look at Bobby Santos as a local guy. Probably I could look at Michael Walter, but my two biggest ones are going to be Helio or Pavan. And the question is going to be, do I want to go for points or do I go? Do I want to go for heart? Well, I'm going to try to go for points. I could go as man Helio Castroneves, the four-time Indy 500 winner.
4: Now that's a good choice right there because Marco Andretti. He's a good driver. I'll say that about Mark Andretti, but he hasn't won a race in a very long time and he struggles in the IndyCar big time.
2: <clears throat> the Haleo Castroneves, Uh you, you kinda of caught me off guard with that. So you that's your number one pick, uh
3: Taz, Taylor? H- Helio Castroneves? It was either him or Lavani, and I kinda of wanna go for points instead of heart. I am gonna go the second out. pick here. What's that? Who's got the second pick, Craig? I believe he does, because Mister CJ he, ain't here with us. Has he made a pick yet? No, he has not. So Craig is. So we're gonna we're gonna have to do what we've been doing and gonna have to over overthrow him and go Craig okay. here. On that to me up from second to
2: last all the way up to his what second pick. Oh wow, man, that's awesome. Uh, Mm-hmm. Last week I went with Bill Elliott, big mistake, big mistake I think Bobby and Bonnie and Bill Elliott and Ball
3: Tracy I think these guys so are a little bit too duo- open Craig's in the chat, so we're waiting on his pick Before we get yours oh. in, Chris
2: oh, I, I, I don't. I think you should be present to win <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we're we doing
3: nice enough for Miss Lee
2: She's our production manager. He's a co-host. Why he listening to the show and not able to call in? I won't answer.
0: <laughs> oh
3: boy! But, Craig, you cannot get. Up gonna way, I'm <laughs> not going to wait pick. very much longer.
2: I, I can't. I can't allow him to take my pick.
3: I'll give. I'll hey, give him did, thirty seconds at most. Not,
2: he did get out of the cellar though. He had he had first pick last week. So I'm gonna give him about ten more seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, seven and three quarters. Oh, I mean six and three quarters.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. All right. Ca uh Cass Taylor has he has he given his pick? I gotta go, man. Tony Stewart. You're gonna
3: do it. I'm looking I'm looking for points, man. I'm looking for points. All right, so Tony Stewart's off the table.
0: Yep, he is.
3: All right, so, Craig, whenever you get uh, your SRX pick in, whatever that'll be, Helio and Tony Stewart are gone. So, Miss Lee, you, you're on the deck.
2: Yeah, it's all, all for Miss Lee. So Let's
3: get his pick in quick.
2: So, you know, this is, a, this is just a little fun segment here. Obviously, our uh, Bobby Santos. wow. Bob
3: he, he likes the local drivers. He's been picking them.
0: <laughs>
2: I already took them, Craig.
0: <laughs> I knew it.
2: He was going to go after Tony Stewart. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got <laughs> him <laughs> Uh oh What
2: was that? <laughs> well, Ooh, we, we, unfortunately we did not get our guest <laughs> oh, yes. uh, What is that? The elevator head of mine Holy crap What is going, going on? on?
5: I'm looking for a road Might be dirt, it might be gravel
0: I'm looking for a road Only I'm supposed to travel Might be right around the corner Might be oh, a thousand gosh. miles to go Well, <laughs> you got <a> it? <laughs> yeah,
2: sorry for the technical there Sometimes the producer's an idiot and uh what I'm saying that I, I I'm speaking solely of myself. Uh yeah, I hit the wrong button. My bad. I didn't I was like, where did that song come from? But then I remember oh, okay, yeah. So I put you on music. Oh, you're I, I I I'm sorry. Um <laughs> so uh all right. we didn't get our guests to call in tonight, but it is about time for our dirt track segment. So if you hung in there, through all the NASCAR and SRX talk, this is your moment to shine. This is uh, this is where we go into our dark, dirt talk uh, segment. Of course, the next thirty minutes we'll try to fill the airways with nothing but dirt track talk. Uh, I think I used to have a radio show named "That Dirt Track Talk," uh, but anyway. So, uh, Taz Taylor, uh, you always start us off, man. Go ahead. Oh, Tony Canad!
4: Wow,
2: Tony Canad!
4: Woo, wow, ah, that's a good pick. Wow, wow,
2: and Jared, if you, to, if you were to pick a driver for the win, we can't hold you in the points because we've already started. Who would you pick, and why?
4: Uh, I'd pick. I'm just going to, have to go with my favorite driver of all time, Michael Waltrip, just because he's he never quits. He always he's always in there at the end. Like at Talladega, uh I think he finished eighth last race at Talladega he raced at. So I'm gonna go with Michael watchup on this one. I'm
2: gonna tell you guys right now. I don't I don't think Tony Stewart's dumb enough to win the third race in a row, but I guarantee you that if he's fast enough he'll finish somewhere in second or third. So I, I'm going off a point. that's 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 the name of the game here. But uh so as we move on into our uh dirt track segment, I will give a, give a minute to run the the promo here for, uh, Rachel Lab, uh, our lonely sponsor, Craig Moore, who's, uh, a, a wedding planner. We'll call him a wedding planner, a DJ, um, a man with the plan, Mr. Craig Moore. Oh, TNT design. Yeah. Yeah. TNT design. Also the 110 nation. Uh, they sponsor the show. As a matter of fact, they pay for this show. So shout out to the 110 nation. Of course, we're shouting out to ourselves. Uh, but now, for real, the fearless leader, Mr. CJ Sports, he's the one that picks up the tab on this show. We are uh, greatly appreciative uh, for that. So we'll uh, play the promo.
5: Are you ready? Your wedding day, a day that you've envisioned in your mind since you were a child. And now that it's becoming a reality, don't risk your once-in-a-lifetime events to a once-in-a-while amateur you found on Craigslist. The entertainment you choose for your special day can either make or break your celebration. You can never redo your wedding. But you can avoid a costly mistake by hiring a true professional. We
0: make every wedding unforgettable.
5: When what you need is more than music, what you want is more to music. That's M O O R E 2 M U S I C. More to music. Find more to music on Facebook, M O O R E 2 M U S I C. Also moretomusic.com. More to More to Music specializes in weddings, anniversaries, parties of all kinds, including the one in your backyard where you want some karaoke for all your friends. More to music. Owner operator Craig Moore can be found on Facebook right now. More to music. M O O R E. The number two. M U S I C. More to music. More to music. By the way, it's never too early to plan your event. Plus, check out moretomusic.com. Find out how you could win five hundred dollars in karaoke idol. Moretomusic.com. More to music. All of Craig Moore's services offered are available on his webpage more to musiccom M-O-O-R-E, the number 2 musi ccom more to music.com. When what you want is more than music, what you need is more to music. more to All more to More2Music.com, right. more
2: go check it out. Sign yourself up. He'll fly all the way to California if you pay him enough. All right, so now we're going officially into our Dirt Talk segment. Kaz, Taylor, take off with it, man.
3: Well, last weekend we got Utachrome on Friday night. Saturday was the Fonda Speedway, and I'll get into coverage with the New York Champ Cart Series uh, along with the Mower Tiger Group. And a couple of highlight reels. We'll start with Utachrome first. As this past Friday was the 900th modified feature in the track's history. And the green flag is out with Sean Beardsley and Tim Maine leading them down for the 30 lap feature event going into turns one and two. Marshall Hurd to the upside of Tim Maine as they're battling side by side off oh, quarter number two. First time, Tim Maine leads by three quarters with Carlin going into turn number three. Marshall Hurd's going to back out of it a bit as Tim Maine will come around to lead lap number one. But here comes Allen Johnson on the outside. He'll try to get his nose into the lead very quickly. And early on, as Marshall Hurd to the inside of Tim Main. Tim Hain drips up. Here comes Allen Johnson right through the needle. He'll take over spot number two as Marshall Hurd holds off as we go on to turn number three. It's going to be AJ Slideways. Allen Johnson, he'll lead lap number two as Marshall Hurd will settle for second. In the corners, one and two, but Keddie's now third. Move forward to nine laps complete. It's a battle of Friesen and Shepherd. Shepherd to the outside. He gets a good run off the corner. He'll get by Stuart Friesen, but Friesen won't let him go without a fight. Into turn three and four, they switch lanes. Shepard on the bottom, but what more going off the track and gets them back into the racing group, and he'll lose two spots to Shepherd and Friesen as they're now second and third respectively. Move forward to 12 laps complete. Make it 13 now. Shepard to the inside of Allen Johnson and turns one and two. Looking for the race lead. Johnson holds him up off the corner. He'll hold on to the race lead, but Shepherd's going to look to the outside. They switch lanes here with a lap car involved. Could go way up to the extreme top side, and he gets the fight and takes over the race lead and gets around the lap car. New leader with 14 laps complete. Stuart Friesen now to the outside of Allen Johnson. 17 laps complete, 13 to go. He's going to look to take the second spot away from Alan Johnson. They're working on Darren Smith, the left car. And here comes Friesen. He takes over spot number two, and he has a long charge. to get up to Matt Shepard with 18 laps complete. Moving forward with two laps to go. Coming to the white flag, Friesen on the bumper, Shepard. And they have a couple lap cars in front of them. Shepard trying to hold up, a hard charge of Friesen. Shepard. Holds on. Friesen trying to get back up to him, but Shepard gets a huge run off the corner, getting about five car-length leads. Friesen's going to send in the turn three on the bottom. Shepard on the outside. Drag race off corner number four. It's going to be Superman. Matt Shepard picking up the 900 Sunoco Modified Feature win over Tony or over Stuart Friesen. And that's over a Unicron Speedway you thought that action was intense, let's go over to Fonda Speedway for their 30-lap phenomenal modified feature event. And we are green with Adam McAuliffe and Pep Karate, and we with Dave Constantino and Bobby Barron behind them. In the turns one and two, first time, Adam McAuliffe leads the charge, Pep Karate, the second, three wide for fourth, fifth, and sixth, Shelling, Barron, and Pesilano. And here it comes. The Jack Laner Ginger Ninja, number 85. He'll make it three-way with Teslano and Schilling in turn three and four. And it's going to be Adam McCall leading lap number one. Bobby Varon's going to go to the upside of Constantino. He'll look to take the third spot away from the 85. Constantino, he gets a run and moves forward 11 laps complete. Friesen's now come up to Bobby Varon now. And Varon's in third, Friesen in fourth, Friesen in the upside. He'll look to take third. He'll do so in turn three and four. As they work around the left car of the 716 of Corey Lowe and the 9X of the Hartford Hurricane, Jim and Trone. Friesen up to spot number three. Before the 16 laps in. As Freezes gonna look to the inside of the flying squirrel, Rocky Warner. Warner in second, Friesen in third. Friesen gonna to look to the inside in turns one and two. It gets a huge run, gets by, gets by Warner and opens up a two to three length advantage before Warner reels them in. Going into turn number three. But Friesen loves the outside lane in three and four here at Fonda. And he will try – he'll roll away from Warner. With now 10 laps to go, Friesen's not caught up to Adam McCallum with a couple lap cars in front of him, Jermike Soul and Rich Christman. McCullough gets by Christman, so does Friesen, but can't get by Jermike Soul. But Friesen tries sending in to the bottom of McCullough. McCullough holds a month, but Friesen's going to say, see on the outside. I will try to go where you are not, but McCall gets a better run on the bottom. And Friesen goes right through the middle of the lap car and Adam McCall's new leader with eight laps to go. It's Stuart Friesen moving McCall back to second. And Friesen says, so long, see you later, goodbye. And here comes Rocky Warner. He's going to get into the battle with four laps to go. He's not looking for second as McCall is still struggling with lap traffic. around to Mike and Aaron Jacobs, Warner to the inside off corner number four. He'll take over spot number two. Warner going to try to run away with second, catch up to Friesen, but there's not many laps left to go as McCall now moves back to third. White flag is out for Mr. Free Stuart Friesen. He goes into turns one and two for the final time, looking for, for win number seven on the 2021 season here at Fonda. He comes around turn four, final time, double checkers in the air. Stuart Friesen will pick up the win over Rocky Warner and Adam McCullough, their podium finishes at Fonda this past Saturday. We're going to move over to the first ever race for the New York Champ Kart Series over at Dodge City Speedway. Uh, We had about Six Carts showed up for the seniors, and three uh, junior champs showed up. Two of them for the 5-9 Novice, one for the 5-9 Pro. Uh, Olivia Miner with the win over Sophia site in the 5-9 Novice. E.J. Hatch, the lone 5-9 Pro, by default, gives him the win. And over in the senior champ side, we have Mike Ellery with the win over Lane Seville, David Harris. Cody Handy, Mike Lang, and Matt Kelly to round up the field. Over with the Bullworth Tire Group, we had our first of four fast-forward series races this past Saturday over at Dodge City Speedway. And the results are in where it is Piers Rakowski picking up the 5-9 Novice Predator win over her sister, J.L. Rakowski. In the adult class it was Aaron Rikoski picking up the win over James Carroll, Terry Carroll, Tanner Bean, and Ava Rikoski. Uh Promoter Luke Rikoski was racing, but couldn't make it out for the green for the feature. And for the more modified, it was uh, the Steeg. We have to keep the name under hidden profile, so the Steeg will be his name. He picks up the win over James Carroll. Uh... And substitute driver for Harry Bowles, 21, mower, Raven Farnum and Larry Breckenridge did not take the green for that one. And this upcoming Saturday, Honda will have a doubleheader. Saturday is the regular, uh, regular weekly show, and Sunday is the Short Track Super Series Firecracker 50. And we are expecting big names for this one. But the question is going to be, can anyone stop Stuart Friesen? He's two for two in the Firecracker 50. Can we find somebody to knock him off his throne there? It's going to be a tough one. And that will do it for up here in the Northeast.
2: All right. Well, I'll tell you what, a hell of a run down there. Uh with the uh the way that you do that the way you you bring that to the uh to the table there uh so we got a 985 number i believe that's going to be Artie. so uh i'll give the rundown real quick before we bring Artie on and uh let uh Garrett and Artie give us an update from southern dirt track report of course we had the rain out from june 12th uh, at Wyandotte motorsports park man uh, they did not uh, let the guys fall in on the second features, the first features that we needed to finish for the field were frozen uh, from the 12th. Uh, Monty Skinner was your great racing USA late model winner. I believe this is win number two for the season, maybe win number three for the season uh, for Monty Skinner in the great racing USA late model division there at not Motorsports Park. Hell of a run. He uh, led from uh, uh, from the first lap to the finish. Tony Shelton, the junkyard dog. The junkyard dog put on a show for everybody. He took the win in the Sportsman Late Model Series, the Great Racing USA Sportsman Late Model Series. He's the makeup winner uh, in the uh, Sportsman Late Model Division. Chuck Thorne, man, I tell you what, no surprise. Chuck's always got a fast race car. Uh, but Chuck Thorne and, and really put on a show for the fans in the Great Racing USA street stock uh, division. Uh, good job uh, by uh, uh, Chuck Thorne out of Demopolis, Alabama. Uh, I believe that's win number two as well for him this year. Blake McNeil and that Project X. Uh, he won the factory stock event from the June 12th race. Uh good job to Seth McNeil out of Waynesboro, Mississippi. Uh that, that I tell you what, the factory stock races have been very exciting and uh no doubt uh McNeil uh deserved that win here. Blake Hatfield continued his win streak without question. That guy and I tell you what, he has won some races this year in the hotshot division, uh, which is our four cylinder class. Uh Blake Hatfield making a name for himself from over there in Alabama, I tell you what. But now as we move our attention to uh, the races for this week, uh, Crate Racing USA qualifying Jamie Bowen sat on the pole uh, and qualifying Jimbo McDuffie qualified second, Casey Haney third, Stephen Brantley fourth, Monty Skinner was in the top five there. Uh, And Heat 1, Heat 1 was won by Jamie Boland, Tim Deeds finished second, and Doug Sandrigan out of Florence, Mississippi finished third. Heat number two, Stephen Brantley picked up the win. Jimbo McDuffie finished second. Rodney Wayne, of course, the track owner out of Meridian, Mississippi, finished third in the uh, Heat race, the late models. And the feature. Jamie Boland picks up the win, Steven Branley second, Casey Haney third, Chris McElhaney fourth, and Monty Skinner, who did not make his uh heat race, went come all the way from the rear of the field after winning uh, his late model event earlier in the evening. Uh problems with the radiator and uh but he was able to race all the way from the rear of sixteen cars, able to finish finish up with a top five finish. Uh, in the Great Racing USA late models. On the Great Racing USA sportsman late model, no qualifying there. We'll go straight to the Heat. Colby Ponds won Heat number one. Tony Shelton second. Corey Pennington third. Uh, Toxie, Alabama's Eric Mazingo finishes fourth. And Bailey Callahan out of Ware, Mississippi, uh, he finishes in the top five in this Great Racing USA sportsman late model division. Heat number two. Heat number two for the Great Racing USA uh, late model sportsman, Brad Tomlinson out of Maybean, Mississippi, picks up the win. The 99, a good uh, story about him later on. Chase Pennington was second. Dylan Hamilton, third, the young kid out of Containment, Florida. Cody Ratcliffe finished fourth out of Meridian, Mississippi. And Holden Mazingo uh, got him a top-five finish in the Crate Racing USA Sportsman uh, late-model heat event. In the feature, Chase Pennington picks up the win. Dylan Hamilton, a close second place. Corey Pennington finished third. Tony Shelton, fourth place, finished after a win earlier in the night. And Eric Mazingo with a solid top five. A quick note about the Mazingos: Eric Mazingo, Frank Mazingo, and uh, uh, Holden Mazingo were able to race uh, together. That was a father and two sons. But unfortunately, it was a quick night for Frank Mazingo as he had car issues in the very first feature of the night, which was the rescheduled race from June twelfth. Uh, the quick note here was uh, um, Brad Thomason actually spun in front of the field, collected a whole lot of cars. Tough night for him in the Crate Racing USA Sportsman Late Model Division. Also, uh, uh, a update from the uh, Crate Racing USA Late Model, uh, Rodney Wing uh, had a hard hit, hit the wall wide open, tried to knock it down uh, in the feature event, but Rodney was okay and uh, – yeah, so always was good there. Crate Racing USA, Street Stocks, still qualifying there as well. Heat number one, Wesley Green out of Duck Hill, Mississippi, picked up the win. The young guy, Logan Bright, out of Coker, Alabama, son of uh, Crate Racing USA former Street Stock champion Trey Bright, he finished second. Jackson Moore out of Grenada, Mississippi, finished third. Fourth was Jeffrey Walker, fifth. Out of Union, Mississippi, Andrew Bowler. That was heat number one. Heat number two, uh, Lee Ray out of Columbus, Mississippi picked up the win. Brandon Hill out of Amory, Mississippi uh, picked with second. Brian Fortner finished third out of Millport, Alabama. Shelby Sheedy out of French Camp, Mississippi finished fourth. And Matt Byron out of Massachusetts, Mississippi, rounded out your top five. Come feature time, boy, oh boy, Brian Fortner, was it dirty or was it clean? Either way. Brian Fortner got around Lee Ray on the last lap. Pick up the win, Millport, Alabama. Brian Fortner, I believe, I, don't hold me to this, I believe Brian Portner won this race one year ago to the date. Uh, so, if uh, anybody can challenge that or, or tell me whether I'm right or wrong. Lee Ray finished second. Brandon Hill third out of Amory Mississippi. Matt Byram, strong top five finish. And Shelby Sheedy showing off, Shelby Sheedy showing off the G4 out of French Camp, Mississippi. That's a top five finish for our friend Shelby Sheedy. All right, as we go to, oh, no. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, we go to the factory stock side, guys. Uh, heat race number one. We had 24 factory stock cars. 24 factory stock cars. We had to run three heat races. Chris Reed has picked up the win. A continuing streak of awesomeness uh, by the big head. Out of Linden, Alabama, Chris Reeves, another uh, heat win. Blake Comer, Smithfield, Mississippi. Blake Comer finished second in the five machine. Justin Comer finished third. Kevin Crenshaw, fourth. And Matt Joseph out of Stimes, Mississippi, finished fifth in the factory stock heat race, number one. Heat race, number two, Trevor Yates out of Brandon, Mississippi. Boy, oh boy, he was fast. Aiden Fletcher was fast well out of Columbus, Mississippi. He finished second. Clint Crawford in the 28 machine finished third. Trey Murphy, is he a young gun? He's doing quite well already. A fourth finish in his heat race. Jason Davis in that number 20 lease spring out of Waynesboro, Mississippi, finished in the top five. On to heat race number three. It's Blake McNeil who will pick up the win in the three car. It's Hunter McIntyre in the 05 out of Stewart, Mississippi, finished in second. Brett Etheridge out of Gallon, Alabama, driving the Jones Motorsports 12J. He picks up. A third place finish in the heat race. C.J. Hodges fourth. And Blaze had a wild thing. Blaze had him in the 14B a top five finish. As we go to feature of the night, Trevor Yates put a good old ass whooping on the field. Trevor Yates ran away with it, guys. He was super fast. Blake McNeil come home second. Aiden Fletcher finished third out of Columbus, Mississippi. Clinton Crawford fourth, and Chris Reeves out of Linden, Alabama, got him another top i uh, finished. As we go on to the hot shot, uh, Matt, you know what? Hatfield met his McCoy. Joshua Mosley Joshua picks up the win in the heat race. Blake Hatfield's second under sale. down and Madison Bowden with car issues finished third. Preston Bradshaw finished fourth because he did not make the field. Uh, but we'll scoot on over to the feature time. Uh-huh there. Uh, and Joshua Mosley out of Gilbertown, Alabama snaps the streak of Blake Hatfield. I swear we were going to throw a bounty down on Blake Hatfield, but no need now because Joshua Mosley, JT Mosley, as he likes to go by to Gilbertown, Alabama, finally picked up a win after running bridesmaid several times this year. He's got the first place finish. Pre- Preston Bradshaw out of Mendenhall, Mississippi. He finished the second, and Blake Hatfield out of Selma, Alabama finished the third for his worst finish of the year. Imagine that. Open wheel modified. We had 14 modified guys. Greg Hollinsworth, we have asked, where have you been? Greg Hollinsworth showed up. He put on that ass whooping uh, this weekend in the modified class. If you don't like that, you can kiss my... What? Kevin Cumbie finished second. That is a nice looking 14C out of McLean, Mississippi. Kevin Cumby. Brought it home second in the heat race. Dale Taylor out of Leesville, Mississippi, finished third. Field out of Loosdale, Mississippi, fourth. And Chuck Roberts, another McLean, Mississippi driver, finished in the top five. That's crazy because McLean has like 200 people that live in that entire town. They must all race race cars. Uh, heat number two, Robert Cassidy picked up the win out of Pedal, Mississippi. Jay Lusenberg out of social Mississippi, finished second. rest Cooper in the third spot. It's Drake Powell out of McGee, Mississippi, finished in fourth. And Matt Fitzgugh out of Terry, Mississippi, finished fifth. Uh, we'll move on to the feature time for the very last one. I believe this is the it. Greg Hollinsworth picks up the win back in black, baby. He didn't even have the 100 service center or the hot saw written on the side of that race car. But I do believe that this may be a Kay Dillard race car, similar to the ones that Brooke Street and Toby Hodge have raced as well. Robert Cassidy, man. The man who builds his own race cars. He has been out there. He's leading the points at the at the track. Robert Cassidy, been around a long time, Central Mississippi. Uh, he finished second. Rusty Cooper finished third in the feature. Kevin Tumby brought that uh, number fourteen seed home fourth and a
0: top five
2: finish by the young gun Drake Powell. Out of me the rundown from Why Not Motorsports Park this past weekend. Of course, we are coming. We are coming up on some of the biggest races of the year, and next weekend kind of starts the roll. Uh, we are racing the prelude to the Street Stock Nationals. As I said earlier, a provisional uh, will be given to the uh, the winners this weekend from the uh, Mississippi Street Stock Series race and also the Pure Street Factory Stock Pure, uh, Challenge. Uh, two provisionals will be earned, one in the Factory Stock Pure Street race and the other in the Mississippi Street Stock Series. Mississippi Street Stock Series paid a $1,000 to win this weekend greatly to the Southern Street Stock National coming up August 11th through the 14th. This is our three-week run, guys. Uh, normally we race every other weekend, but uh, we're on a three-week stretch here. We race uh, uh, this weekend, we race next weekend, and we'll race the weekend thereafter. Uh, in two weeks, we will uh, have the Mississippi State Championship Challenge Series Super Late Model. They will be invading the house, hook the high bank for the 900 Howard fire ground, pounder, Woo-hoo, fast kind of race cars. I tell you what, I hope y'all are there. Make plans to be at Wynow Motorsports Park, by house, and next weekend. As we move things over, that is the end of my segment. As I push things over to uh, Jared Hudson. Jared, what racing did you attend? Keep this thing rolling. Already after that, you go ahead.
4: Go ahead. All right. All right, went to Deep South Speedway for their regular season racing. It was really awesome. They had factory stocks, UMP Modifieds, Pure Stocks, Street Stocks, and the 602 uh, Sportsman Division. And then they had the Junior Bomber class, which is a growing class at Deep South Speedway. I encourage everybody that has kids that want to get into racing, build you a junior bomber car and come race. Basically, it's, it's basically the same kind of bomber car they race at Tri-County Speedway and Northwest Florida Speedway. They just take the chip out, and it's a kids division. I think it's up until like 13 or 14 years old, something like that. And it's really cool. It's really fast. The only violent wreck they had all weekend was a poor kid, and I can't remember his name, but he was racing in the junior bomber class course, and I'm sitting there taking pictures in turns one and two, and I see this kid, like, smack the wall in front of the flag stand super hard. He lost control. He smacked it. I mean, it scared my mule. I mean, I just stopped what i was doing i prayed and prayed and prayed i said man i hope that kid's okay and thank goodness for the uh safety team at the stapleton volunteer fire department they got there really quick these guys are awesome dustin cox and the group and then they got there and then i heard the nascar run was filling in for mitch kachera this weekend because mitch is on vacation so nascar run Announced that the kid was okay, and he was talking to everybody, got out, and then his dad rushed to him, so that was cool. They had a really, really huge, safe race car, Glad he was okay. So in the other divisions, 602 Sportsman was uh, dominated by the D27, the Dustin Booth. Uh, He had, it seemed like he was a half a lap ahead of second place Kevin Mitchell, and the 99. Oh, uh, let's see here, what are the classes? are uh, the factory stock was super awesome race. Billy Walker won the race. I was tickled pink that Billy Walker won the race. I wanted him to win. He was my pick to win. And Billy Walker, I mean, he he started last in the feature. He won his heat race and it started last. And then I think the track mentioned that. He, he didn't make pre-race inspection, so that's why he started last in the heat race, is what the track told me. But anyways, he come back, passed all those cars. They probably had 12 cars. He passed every one of them to win and made it look super easy. He had Dustin Ladner in the race, a lot of good, good cars. Chad Robinson, uh, I believe, I want to say Chad Robinson got second. I'm not 100% sure on that. And the... UMP Modified saw a really good race. They had a bunch of nice cars. Travis Marsh in the X2C. They had, uh, let's see, Joey Modsley in the 75. They probably had about 13, 14 mods, somewhere around there. And the 27 of Joe Phillips finished second, which was really cool to see Joe Phillips back. And Ryan Fowler in the 6. He's T-U-F-F tough. He's hard to beat. Usually Joey Moxley is the one to beat because that's his home track. But Ryan Fowler has been on a tear. He won the points championship last year. And Ryan Fowler just made it look easy. Joe Phillips tried to catch him, just couldn't do it. Excuse me. And then the pure stock was probably the race of the night. So they had about 10 pure stocks or so. And it was good to see my buddy Chris Hartman. His brother was back. Uh, Keith Hartman was back in the five, which was really cool. Keith had a pretty decent race, but he, I think he was having some engine problems. And then the final race came down between the 99 of Wesley King, the five of Derek Long, Kane, a.k.a. Kane, and, and Stephen Fretwell in the 24. And everybody that knows Kane Kane Long, he has the children's organization called Cain's Warrior Kids, where he raises money to help kids, children with pediatric cancer, to help them beat it. And so his special theme this year on his race car is a Star Wars theme. So he's got Chewbacca, he's got C-3PO all on the car, looks super cool, the lightsabers. So I told him, I said, well, may the force be with you. (laughs) So... Uh (laughs) <laughs> he, uh he's got a, one of his really good friends hand-painted his helmet with an airbrush. Not many people get helmets airbrushed. Um, he got an airbrushed helmet, which is really cool. And the Luke Skywalker helmet theme from the original movies from the 70s, that was super, super cool. And his friend ended up passing away, so he's got something that he'll cherish the rest of his life. And Kane come back to finish second. He was a third place to Wesley King, and on the last lap, he passed Wesley King, and Stephen Fretwell had the lead, and I was pulling for Kane to win it because I really, I really like him. Well, Stephen Fretwell had this, I mean, he dominated, but he could not pull away from the 99 and Kane, and Kane passed the 99 on the last lap to finish second, which was super awesome. So congratulations, Stephen Fretwell, on the win. That was really cool in the 24 car. And then the Junior Bombers was won by Austin Morris in the 57. Really cool. He had a Junior Slingshot last year and then moved up to the Junior Bombers. And the Street Stock was won by the 56 Chris Bayhye. He drives for Mr. Billy Robertson at uh, uh, South Southridge Robertson Racing and Mr. Billy, of course, is the owner of Deep South Speedway. So that was cool to see Chris uh, drive Mr. Billy's car to win. He was He's another one of those drivers, as TUFF Tough. Usually Chad Robinson's one of the cars to beat, but Chris Baha put a spanking on him, And just some good racing all weekend at Deep South. And then their next race is this weekend with the Shine Run Series, and they're having a huge fireworks show. So y'all tell your mother, tell your grandmother, come on out to the racetrack.
2: <laughs> Artie. Go ahead, man. What's up, what's up? <laughs> what's up, buddy? Oh, tell us the story, Sam where are you,
1: going?
0: you you, you so told us
1: last week you were going to the uh going to the asphalt tracks. Did that work out for you? No, no, nothing worked out this past weekend. I was feeling kind of in the in the um, um on the wrong side of the bed, I guess, and uh, I didn't get a chance to see no racing this past weekend. Um, I was pretty much in the bed the entire weekend. Uh, I got I had a sinus issue, but we pretty much cleared that up now, so we are good. Um,
4: it was already his birthday yesterday. Happy birthday!
1: Thank you, thank you. Uh, but. <laughs> Um, as you know, Hattiesburg rained out, Outlaw Speedway rained out on Saturday, uh, on Friday night. Uh, they just took take on too much water. Um, we have been having flooding rains down here in the south. It's hard to um, even cut your grass down here. It's uh, swamp. Uh, my grass is getting high, and you're not going to see my house in about a week uh, from the grass. You can't even cut it. It's just, it's, just, it's just swamp water down here. You know, the ground is very swampy, and... Um, uh, we need this. we need we need to pray for some um no rain is what we need we need to, we need some dry uh, it rained all day today uh it's, it's rained every day for the past two weeks um slide out has been hit really hard with um, i don't know something like sixteen inches of rain in a couple of days um so it's been it's been pretty bad down here as far as rain goes um so Hattiesburg and um Adler both rained out this past weekend bat Rouge did run. On Friday night, Darren Carroll he wins the pure stock race uh, in that three D J R. The rookie mod, the rookie sports mod class, Russell Brown out of Denham Springs, Louisiana, in that six twenty nine R. He takes home first. But right behind him was um, Buddy Klein Jr. in that three car from Zachary, Louisiana. Um, he's always quick in that class. Um, rolling on to the street stocks, the street stocks, Josh Araby in that number one car. From Houma, Louisiana, beats out Leo Edwards out of Denham Springs in that number two car um, to win the street stock. Daniel Gotro he finishes in third in that 413. Shannon Graham in, in the 16 car. And then Richard Zeller out of Laplace, Louisiana, in that S16. He rounds out the top five in your street stocks on Friday night. Um, in the Stinger class, Jason Hanner, he wins in that eight car. Um, Hannah is, um, if you, you run in the finger car, you gotta be faster than him at Baton Rouge. each and every week. Cause he is the man there. Um, Eric, Batusi, the limited sports mod, he wins it, uh, out of Ethel, Louisiana in that 61 call. Cole Casano finishes second and Steve Dugas out of Walker. He finishes in third in that race. Um, If you want to see some late model action, Baton Rouge Raceway is definitely the place to be. Each and every week they run, they run the super late models each and every week. Alex Ashley, he takes home the win there in, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm giving you the wrong thing. No, 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 it's right. Um, Alex Ashley in the 31, he wins the super race followed by David Ashley out of Zachary, Louisiana, and that two car. And Brandon Buller, he he rounds out the top three, number 61 there, out of Livingston, Louisiana. Brandon actually went to Bristol a few, I guess a couple months back now, and uh, he won his heat race there in the at Bristol Motor Speedway. So it's always good to have a home guy that actually went to Bristol and, 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 and did something up there. Uh, it's always good to see old Brandon do well. Uh, also, we uh, ran the 305 sprint cars. Uh, this big deal for Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge hasn't ran a, um, any other races besides their regular racing um, in 20 years. It's been like that. They haven't ran a series. And finally, we get to see some sprint car action in Baton Rouge, and Butch David put on a clinic in that 21 and Todd Fayard, in third uh, in that 13 car finishes second, and Brandon Hendrick he finishes in third out of Zachary, Louisiana. Um, those um, sprint cars were fast, and I think it was Lane Winnington out of Denham Springs. I I, I might be saying the wrong name, but went over the went over the track um, coming out of two, went over the wall and everything. He was all right, but um, wild wild race there. For sure, and then the young guns—they ran. The young guns is just um, like a rookie class for the stingers. And Sabrina, she wins that race, and she is always fast each and every week. In the mini wedge, mini wedges is the is the kids. Logan Barfield, he wins first place in that race as well. Then we're gonna take our our little trip. We're gonna um, head. Eastbound and down on I-12, we're going to hit I-55. We're going to go up to Pike County Speedway. And at Pike County Speedway this past week, some good racing. We're going to run you through it real quick here. I know we're running out of time. But um, Pike County was the place to be on Saturday night. Michael Santangelo, he wins the street stock race. We run down the top threes real quick on these. Richard Jenkins in second. Caden Jackson meatball himself in third there. Roger Flynn finishes fourth. Daniel Lacoste in fifth. Unlimited, limited, Michael Santangelo wins the limited race. Daniel Johnson second. Mickey Trosclair third. Jacob Aventz, he rounds out the top four. Pure Stock, Justin King, he wins it. And uh, Randy Brown Brownell in second. Richie Tassett in third. Matt Sojo, Sojourner there in that 42, he rounds out the top four. UMP, Chad Shivers, um, he wins the race. Chase okay, makes yeah, Shoemaker, not Shoemaker. Um, Shoemaker, he's in second. Chase Wascomb in third. Rookie Limited, Donald May in first. Ronnie Estro in second. Chris Travis in third. And um, the Crate Late models, uh, Shannon Lee, he wins the race down there. And Judy Arnold in second. And Jason Taylor was a good one. And Brandy Rogers, she wins the Powderpuff Derby there at Pike County Speedway. So we're going to get in our car, and we're going to head on up North I-55 to Jackson Motor Speedway. And at Jackson Motor Speedway, um, four classes, they ran their four weekly classes there. Hot Shots was won by Sam Ardenner. Might have have butchered that name. Factory Stocks is Austin Rogers, the – 604 Crate Lates was won by Randall Beckwith. And the Sportsman, the 602s, were won by Zach Owens. And that is it for the tracks down here in the south. All right.
2: I wanted to check over real quick and see uh, to Crate Racing USA. I was going to check out and see how many wins Shannon Lee picked up this year. But, yeah, you getting to know a little bit more about the Southern Race Car uh racers there, race fans, as we uh, expand out. We've got some exciting news. The kickoff of the Southern Dirt Track Report on uh, the 110 Nation, Blog Talk Radio Nation. Uh, we're, we're kicking you guys off on Thursday night on your own show. Of course, we're showing you right now how you can go live, and uh, we, we plan on doing that as well. Now, that uh, you guys are going to be able to uh, run your own show, and uh, we're, I'm just going to be in the backdrop there for you all. Uh, but uh, definitely, we we showed tonight that somehow, some way, we can actually pull this Facebook Live off. I know that's a big thing uh, for what you do, already. It's something we've tried many times before. I just I, I just don't have a studio set up, and so I'm not trying to look at my ugly face all all for the make two hours. But hey, if you want to look at your face, that that is no uh, that is no problem for me.
0: Uh, but, uh, <laughs> hey
2: Jared, I'm not calling him ugly Don't laugh at that, that's ugly <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: We're, we're excited about the The the, uh, uh, the addition of this show And the adventure that we're about to go on As we expand the 110 Nation Group uh, of course, once again we'll say it uh, You can find us on Spotify You can find us on iHeartRadio iTunes uh, we're doing Facebook Live right now. There's several other networks as well that we can read off to you uh, that, that you can find our podcast on. Now, that, that's not just this podcast. It's going to be something for track support. Also, the 110 Nation Sports Show. You can find all three podcasts under the 110 Nation uh, Sports Shows a banner in iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, you name it. Um <coughs> points. Let's look at points real quick for Crate Racing in USA as we get ready to talk about uh the upcoming race. Cass Taylor, we've got two two upcoming races in the cup division. I mean not in the cup back in NASCAR. We're gonna we're gonna sit back over there to talk with y'all in a few Okay. All right, Miss Lee. Uh so Miss Lee's gonna give us some corners here. Um but uh so uh um yeah let's go ahead and go into the uh into the segment uh for the upcoming race test taylor
3: well we're road course racing <clears throat> so we're at road america and of course only xfinity a cup this weekend they have practice so i believe qualifying is on too. um so Friday, July 2nd, 4 or 5 p.m. Eastern is Xfinity practice on NBC's Sport Network. Um, July 3rd on Saturday, 11.35 a.m. Eastern will be Xfinity qualifying. Uh, Cup series practice at 12.35 p.m. Eastern. Xfinity series at 2.30 for the Henry 180 on N- on the basic NBC. Tough series qualifying at 11.05 a.m. on Sunday with their race at 2.30 p.m. Eastern for the Jockey Made in America 250 presented by Quick Trip on Basic NBC. <clears throat> um, radio, for, if you want to listen to the, you can also stream it on the NBC Sports uh, live stream uh, program. And for radio listeners, you can listen to MRN in the U.S. and TS in or MRN Anywhere, and TSN for all you Canadian viewers as well. But it's going to be interesting to see what we're going to get with with uh, all these all these, we could yeah. see some road course ringers for these.
2: Yeah, I mean, so it, it's kind of like it's taking the life out of us, right? I mean, is this, is? did we really want to see all these uh, road course racing, races, and is this is this race not favored to a certain group of drivers? Dad, it is. I
3: think um, we could look at we could look at guys like Chase Elliott, obviously. Martin Truex up there. Kyle Larson apparently is up there in road courses. Um. Maybe we can see a couple s- drivers sneak in there, maybe. Uh, we have 40 cars looking like to enter for the Cup Series. Um let's see, we got Larson, LaJoy. Let's see what other invaders we got. James Davison for Rick Ware. Offendinger with colleague is entering this week. Cindrick with Penske in the Cup Series. Cody Ware with Uh, Pettywear Racing, Justin Haley will be driving the Spire 77. Ty Dillon comes in with Golf Brothers. Kyle Tilley will drive for Lift Fast Motorsports. So that's on the Cup side. Xfinity side, you have 43 cars. Of course, only 40 get in. Um, Some Invaders on this one. Um, Andy Lally for B.J. McLeod Motorsports. Josh Palicki in the 07 for SS Greenlight. Um, Some other notables, looks like Chris Wright for Same Hunt Racing, Kaz Grala for Jordan Anderson Racing, Timmy Hill coming in for for MBM, uh, Kyle Busch for Gibbs in the 54, uh, Boris Satt is in this for Hattori Racing in the 61, Uh, let's see, Preston Pardis for the 90 DGM Racing. Uh, Kevin Harvick is in the 99 for BJ McLeod, and Ty Gibbs is also racing in it in the in the 81 car. So Ty Gibbs
2: is in the 81.
3: That's Ty on Gibbs, the
2: that's 81. the Trinity side. Yes. Yeah. Wow, the 81's not been used uh, since the uh, I believe the Jeffrey, cup team, nine. the K1 Cup team, right? Huh?
3: I think Jeffrey Earnhardt was the last one with the eighty one,
2: yeah wow, so that's a that's a throwback. Hey, I did go check some points out and uh john oakley John Oakley or oakley John, I don't know how it is some of these names are backwards uh he's he's leading the points and the Newsom race this is the way parts great race in u s a but the the interesting factoid here guys, especially for y'all in our region. Lee Ray leads the street stock points with only four wins, twelve races, four wins. So there is a wide open space right now uh, with 487 total points by Lee Ray. Dillard Hatchett second in points with 451, and third Tony Atwood um, in national points uh, with no wins. So the uh, the points race and the uh, Neesmith – Smith uh, the uh, Newsom Raceway, Parks Great Racing USA, Streetside Point. I believe that is still wide open there. as We get into some of the biggest races of the year. But uh, go back to the go back to the uh, road course racing. I'm excited about it. I think it is good racing. Um, I know we've had more uh, road course racing this year than what we've ever had before. But guys, let let these cars get settled in. We even had a good Sonoma race. Sonoma's most of the time a snooze fest. Uh, so I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna discredit here. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna put my money on some road ringers though. I mean you already know if if I didn't give you if I didn't give you my pick already for the Xfinity series and possibly for the Cup series as well, um, then then you're not listening hard enough. But uh, uh, you know I'm, I'm going with the big guns here this weekend. I think there is a competitive advantage for certain drivers, and that, that's that's talent man some drivers are better at multi uh you know, a multi turn racetrack and I think a lot of a lot of times it's Trans Am drivers and dirt track drivers that uh that that, that, that benefit well from this are, are possibly open wheel drivers. Uh any, anybody? Yeah, Taz. You you wanna go ahead and give your pick on <coughs> now you gotta go.
3: Um, my picks for Xfinity Chris, I know where you're going. You go with the dinger, 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 If I had to guess. Um, my picks, Xfinity, I'm going with Cindric. I haven't picked him in a long time. Um, I feel like he, he's not he's no longer the hot topic of the town, and he's winning when he's quiet. And feel like road course racing, you know, he does well in. So I'm going with Cindric for the Xfinity side. On the cup side, I'm sticking on the Hendricks table, but I'm not going Kyle Larson as much as I really want to. Um, I'm going to go with maybe – I'm going to go with Chase Elliott on this one. All of that, Chris?
2: I missed those picks, man. My phone shut off as the two-hour mark. I got to so, what? What were the picks?
3: I went with Austin Sindrick on the Xfinity side and Chase Elliott on the Cup side. All right, all right. And uh, so we've already got Lee, Miss Lee's
2: pick and we've got uh, Craig's picks as well. Let's go ahead and get those in. Craig
3: is going with Craig is on the Kyle Busch sweep. Miss Lee, I haven't seen her picks unless I missed them. So we're racing at two different racetracks and Kyle Busch is racing at both of them. No, we're at Road
2: America all weekend. Oh, all weekend. Okay. And, and Miss Lee's going with who?
3: Not sure who she's going with, but Craig is going for the Kyle Busch sweep.
2: All right. And A.J. Allmendinger, he is not in the cup race? He is in the cup race. Wow. What a what a risk I could take there. Well, I'm definitely going with A.J. Allmendinger in the Do it. Knew it. I, I mean, without a doubt, AJ has the most experience. He should be the guy in victory lane. So uh, he's he's also not a very lucky driver. So something could happen. That's what makes me hesitant on pulling his name for the cup race. I'm gonna t- I'll, I'll tell you what. I've been riding this lightning. I'm gonna I'm gonna stay on it because it's all about points here. Yeah, he may have lost the last two races in a row. But, by God, we're going to see a resurgence. Kyle Larson is going to get his together, and he's going to be running. He's going to win the race.
3: Kyle Larson for the win on the Cup side. Wow, Miss Lee's going Kev, Grala, and, X, and Dinger for the Cup.
2: I wanted to go so bad with Dinger. I wanted to go for the double Dinger. But, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I just – and it's going to be in a Kellogg car or a Spire, Spire Motorsports? Does
3: anybody know? Colleg. Colleg. So Colleg's making their cup debut? Singer's going Colleg and Justin Healy's in the Spire. So, so we can verify Colleg racing is making their cup debut. Now Colleg's been in mm-hmm. cup for a few races, I think. In the number sixteen. Yeah,
2: for the Daytona Road, first. Okay, I think, I, I'm not sure that they've raced a cup already, but I'll have to go back and check that. That's interesting. Um, yeah, wow. All right, so race fans, what a hell of a night we've had. I don't know how in the heck we squeezed all that into one. We probably left a ton on the table, but, man, after two hours, the blood pressure's up. It's hot in here. I had to shut the door uh where the air is and uh just so we could uh keep from all that background noise. We want to thank you guys for staying and being a part of the show. But before we go, it's our favorite time of the show where we get that answer a fan question. Uh this question was presented to us yesterday and uh I will read it live on the air and try to give the best answer uh possible. Um uh, okay so If I understand correctly, the driver in pole position one has the option of starting on the inside or outside. What factors would would he be thinking about to make that decision? Does it really matter? A lot of tracks, it doesn't matter. A lot of tracks, the high groove or the low groove groove, but typically on road course, racetracks and also short tracks, you can find an advantage if you go up into the left lane. We've seen several times before, uh, a driver that now that we have the choose cone, we've seen a lot of drivers pick the bottom lane. Very few times do we have drivers that actually pick the top lane. Um, Taz, if you can help me on that one. Have you have you known any recent drivers that choose the top
3: lane? It depends. <clears throat> for me, it depends on the track. Um, I think for tracks, it's mainly one groove. The leader's going to pick where that groove is, and they're going to stick with it. Um, if it's a multi-groove track, it's going to depend on how the driver feels on uh, what groove feels works best with them in the car. Um, I know sometimes with like, with like, uh, dirt tracks specifically, Um I know with fondest Stewie likes the high, high side, so if he feels great with the high side at the time being on, uh, restarts,
4: he'll go,
3: he'll pick the outside because that's his favorite line. Um, but if you go to a track like Martinsville or uh stay uh local track of Bethel Motor Speedway, if you're it's the inside group's where you're gonna wanna be, so the leader's gonna choose the inside. Unless you yeah. feel ballsy at Martinsville, you're gonna start on the outside and have the momentum but Yeah, and, and, and so I think we're forgetting one here. Cup
2: cup well not cup. Uh plate tracks. Okay, so just because Driver number one decides to start up on the high side uh, with the pole position. That does not mean that the whole entire group goes up on the starts on the high side. So what happens typically at the plate track is you want to be where your teammate is. So if your teammate is in that fourth spot, then you're going to choose the high line so that you are directly in front of your teammate, and your teammate can help give you a push. So that's another factor that comes into play Uh, The the choose rule is something very new. Uh, I've never really understood why you would give up track position uh, for the preferred line. Uh, Alex Bowman won the race, I believe. Who was it? One of them, actually, uh, the restart, that's how they got to the lead. Okay, yeah, when Alex Bowman first went to the lead, he had chose the high side. Of course, uh, Larson tracked him down and passed him. Uh, later on in the race, but, you know, Larson blew a tire and Bowman was able to, to pick up that win. But he started uh, in the high lane and actually got around uh, for the lead. So, um, very uh, – it is a unique situation. Uh, each track kind of plays into its own fiddle on how that comes about and how that works. Uh, but uh, we we want to thank the fan question uh, for, for the weekly fan question from uh, Miss Rebecca. And we hope that we answered that uh, to the best of our ability. Jared, do you want to do you want to put any input on that? All right, obviously not. So uh, we want to thank you guys for listening to the show once again. Okay, sorry about to that. I had it muted. Oh yeah, you got you got to turn that mute button off. Yeah, Jared, do you have anything for that on the, on the choose rule?
4: Okay, so on the choose rule, will you choose high or low? So yes. I actually, I think it's a pretty cool idea. I'm kind of glad they did that. And this year, the cup racing has been more exciting than I've seen in a long time. You know, the choose rule is pretty cool because you don't know whether the driver is going to choose high or choose low. And then you'll hear them. I like to listen every now and then when they get them on the radio and the crew chief discussing with the driver which one they want to choose. Sometimes they may just do that to throw people off, and they choose the other one. <clears throat> yeah,
0: but it does add
2: excitement, and I like the new rule as well, the new rule. Uh rule. Just because you come off on pit road as the fourth person off or the sixth person off of pit road, you may start on the outside road, second road. So, I mean, you, you improve. Your position by by two cars by two cars just because uh, two other people preferred to be on the low line on the restart. So, uh, Mr. Megan, thank you once again for that question. As we come to the conclusion of our race, Cat. well, don't forget this say tonight. We'll kick off uh, the Southern Dirt Track Report. Excited to have these guys uh, part of the program. You can find us on thank iHeart you. Radio. You can find us on Blog Talk Radio. You can find us on iTunes, Apple Tunes. Uh, Spotify and quite a few other platforms as we expand our horizons and try to be anywhere and everywhere. Make sure to share the if you like us. Share us, comment, be interactive with the show. Also if you're a PR and you want to call into the show and you want to uh, tell us about your driver or give us a weekly update on how your driver finished we would be glad to bring that to the show here as we expand and create new ideas to make uh, to make this even better for listeners. We want to have fun. Of course, uh, we're jamming a lot into a two-hour segment, but that is a good thing because it uh, means that we have a lot of material to work with. Uh, as for uh, Chris Creighton, Cass Taylor, Craig Moore, who didn't make it in tonight, Jared uh, Hudson, and Artie, I'll kick off your show Thursday night. Can't wait to have you. Uh, but we'll be back next Monday night. I believe Rocky Warner is the scheduled guest. We'll see how that works out. Until uh, we meet again, we'll see you next Monday night.
0: Thank you you for listening.
2: Have a great night. You too, buddy. You
0: too.
1: All you never saw, been in trouble
5: with the law since the day they was born. Straightening the
0: curve,
5: flattening the hill. Someday the mountain might get them, but the law never will. Making their way, the only way they
4: know how, let's just a
0: Change
5: if they could Fighting the system
0: like a two Modern day Robin Hood Thank
2: y'all for listening See you next week